Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget we've got this one. Little bitch. Little bitch. Hey, welcome back. I'll tell you what, good music can always set the tone. Faded out nice and gently here. Our engineer is top notch. Execution, hundred percent. Guys, top tier. It's been a busy right. morning. It's been a busy rolling. week. Uh, that cord's not in the way, is it? No, no, no. We're going to jump right into... Um, well, we have Tim on here. Are we, yeah, Tim's contributing? Let's introduce Tim. Tim is my executive assistant that we hired. Um, I don't think you have to be as close to the mic. Okay. You should move that thing a little bit. Um, my executive assistant that we hired. I like being close to the mic. You don't need to deep throw at the mic. He uh, <laughs> is new. Uh, he came in. I posted on Instagram. This is this is the thing with people. It's like there's people that were like judging me for posting jobs on Instagram. I want to go into like the idea. It's like the idea of we keep bringing back and like just doing the reps, like posting the job on Instagram or Monster, LinkedIn, like all these places, or just like putting it out there that you want things. Like you don't have to do it in a perfect format, but like I posted this job for an executive system on Instagram. I'm like, will I get somebody that's going to respond? Maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe somebody will share it with somebody. Who fucking knows, right? And like so far, twice now, the two people in this room, because I posted the job on social media, they're now in this room full time. And so it just goes to show, it's just like if you want something and you like think it's something you need to like bring into your life, whatever it is, for me it's hiring good talent. It's like posting it on the gram with like maybe a small percentage chance that it might like bring you something is like it's worth throwing out there and getting those reps in because like here we are. We got Tim and Matt. Um, but Tim's been crushing it. Executive assistant managing all the in-between of everything that we do and just like organizing our uh, our life over here. It's been great. Tim's been great, a, been great value asset. add. If you want to get hired and come to the team, you better bring some fucking value. And Tim is a high value individual. Mm-hmm. Thank you. High, high value. Um, Tim. All right, Tim, introduce yourself for the third time. I'm Tim, 26. Moved to Charlotte and took a risk with film. Best decision I've ever made. What was risky about it? I had no idea what you did. You still have no idea I what I do. Still- <laughs> Kind of. I have a better understanding. Really no idea what you did. I was like, this guy posted this. None of us this. know what we do. We just kind of exist. And he has a plane, so I know it's like financially stable. <laughs> so that was a good indication. <laughs> that's that the guy new, has that's a plane, the measuring stick. Financial he's security. got a fucking plane. <laughs> so he's I know stable. he's like good. And I said that he's doing a lot. He's strong work ethic. But what is the concern? Like people think it's like, oh, if you see all this nice stuff, it's like it's like a. This is like some propped up fake. No, I think my concern was I'm coming from corporate America, which is like very stable. Like everyone like. Is it though? I, in a way. It's was, weird. People think that. And then it's like the minute a recession hits, they're like, yeah, 20% yeah. cut. The difference between a, a company like mine and like big corporate America is like, bro, you're just a fucking spindle on the fucking wheel. Like you come and it works because yeah. they have all this capital and the economy's great. And in the minute, it, you know, they hire because they have all this extra liquid cash and like. The minute the economy hits, it's like they're still making good money. There's whatever, and they just like they'll fucking cut twenty percent. Not bad, not. Like when I hire, I think about. It, I'm like, if we, I don't know. It's like how I look at real estate or cars 
or big purchases, I'm like, if shit went south for the next two years, like, could we support this? That's how I look at all everything. And I'm like, yes, I can. So, like, if there's a downturn, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking cut people. I also don't hire just on a whim. I'm like, we have needs. And when we get to a point where it's like, this thing is now dragging, like, whatever the need is, it's like dragging away from me being able to execute on the things I need to be doing, then we need to fill that role. And it's just like people hire these big companies and just these like shotgun blasts of like huge hiring. And it's just like, you know, one person could do five of these tasks. Like, no, let's hire a person for every task. It's just like this like mass hiring with like no real sense of direction. I mean, Haley worked at fucking one of the big banks doing graphic design. They're just like doing this mass hiring. She's like, I didn't do shit for four and a half months. Like the project I was supposed to be working on, like didn't onboard me. They had no directions, no leadership. There's like, yeah, we're just going to hire a bunch of graphic designers. And it's like, you just need to hire like one or two and that can also project manage and also lead. And like, I don't know, they just like do, they try to, instead of like honing in and really figure out what they want, they're just like, let's just hire 15 people and like hope that they can come together and like figure it out. And it's like, no, like you need like maybe pay up for a couple people and get some real leadership, some structure, some execution, like actually write down some like goals that we need to do. And like then, then maybe build a team around them. But the problem is, is like, I don't know, motherfuckers just hire. And then when it comes to firing, they're like, oh, well, you know, we just like, we don't really need all those roles. Yeah, they just lay off. Like, but I think here's the thing is like, it, it feels safe because that's how we're conditioned to think. Like, I mean, all throughout school, like if you go to public school, it's like very industrialized. You're taught stuff to make you a really good employee. And that's why oftentimes a lot of entrepreneurial people are people that don't perform very well in like the traditional K through 12 school environment. So I think it's just a lot of conditioning. If you've been indoctrinated to believe that that's like a great role to have, when you achieve that, you feel safe and comfortable because you're like, I did the thing I'm supposed to do. Like, you know, how many times when you're younger, a lot of entrepreneurial type people were told like, you need to get a job. Like, when are you going to get a job? That kind of mentality. There's the perception of it being safe because the previous generation, that was really like one of the only options. Like there wasn't a lot of people just... Yeah, the, out the playing field so, opened a lot more. Yeah, the, I mean, with the digital era, the, the playing field's way more open. And I think that's what people get fucked up with is that they they get really comfortable in their job not having to do a whole lot, and then they don't continue working on their skills and abilities and things that, like, really make them invaluable. Yeah, I mean, there's even, like, there's people recently for, like, Salesforce, some of these big companies, like, bro, I was working for Salesforce for 14 years. They're like, I got an email that I was fired. But you talk about something that's been different 14 years. And I think it goes to say it's like you get comfy and then it's just like you're saying, like not honing those skills that really made you valuable. Then you get complacent and then they're like, all right, like the market shifted. Who's here that can shift with the market with us and be a player for us? And who here has been stagnant for 14 years that we could cut bait with because we have new hires that we could bring on that are much more dynamic, more fluid, are up to the current standards of, you know, what we need to be doing. And we've had these guys around for 14 years, like, and that's the old way of thinking. And we don't. Well, you think about it, right? It's like a lot of these people, they're in these, they're in companies and really high earners, even, you know, sometimes they're high earners inside of a particular company, but they've become extremely specialized. Like even a lot of people that do software, computer engineering and stuff, they'll start learning certain languages or start learning things really specific to that company. And then they get laid off. Right. And they're like, Oh fuck. I'm not yeah. even as marketable anymore because I've maybe I'm getting paid really well here, but I'm so specialized that now I've I'm not in touch with like the core thing that got me here, you know. So that's that's oftentimes one of the bigger challenges. 
Well, like for me in recruiting, working with a big global company like that, you're one of 900 people. Mm-hmm. So when I say like the risk, yeah, the risk was I just worked so hard to get where I am in recruiting and I was at a good spot with it. But I like risk mm-hmm. and I like where my like he put it in a really good perspective for me this this week. In corporate, it's like Monday through Fridays, my my work day, where really when I work when I in this job, it's not really like a Monday through Friday job. It's just like a bunch of tasks that you complete throughout seven days. Yeah, like I don't yeah. feel I don't know. I think we probably all feel that. I'm sure like I, I don't feel like and obviously I'm unique, but I think it, it translates to a lot of the people that work with us. It's like, I don't feel like I clock in every day. It's like, I wake up, clock in a certain hour, and I clock out. I'm just like, all day, every day, this is my shit. This is running through my brain. I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about business, thinking about podcasts, thinking about real estate, have the job, marble, whatever it is. Whatever we're doing, it's just like, it's nonstop. It's all the time. So, like, I just feel like I was saying to Tim, like, I don't feel like his job or your job feels like, oh, fuck, it's Monday and I got to show up at eight o'clock. It's like, what are we tackling this week? What are we doing? And like, how are we going to accomplish that? And mm-hmm. whether that is show up at eight o'clock on Monday or, hey, we're doing that Tuesday and this thing came up and a, a trip comes up, we got to do that. Or we're meeting with food guy, like, you know, like whatever we're doing. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like I'm going to work. And yeah. obviously I'm, I can't say this as like a blanket statement because like for me, it, that's just very unique for me. But I feel like in a lot of ways that applies to you guys, like it doesn't feel like, uh, kind of his job. It's like every day I'm like, what are we doing? It's the same as like, man, like, you know, you like go play rec basketball or you're going hiking. Like it's just, a, a, it's all a bunch of fun stuff and it's just fun to like figure out how to do it. But it doesn't feel necessarily like a job. I think when you're in the right role and you're just like, I think that's also just like where we're at post pandemic is like a lot of people are trying to put themselves in roles where it's just more of like a lifestyle it's like the work-life balance is just we talked about it it's like you can't always be balanced sometimes you have to just silo or you have to like push the throttle in and sometimes you like chill out and ease back and you know well Eric Spofford and I think Franco said that to me before he's like it's not work-life balance it's just like it's my this is my life and like I'm doing work and I'm also doing fun shit and like a lot of that is symbiotic like it just works hand in hand and foot and like but you know it's not it doesn't feel like i'm balancing too like sometimes i mean there is some like balancing like your schedule and people you spend time with and play you know things you go but that's just like i don't feel it's to me it's all integrated i think the people listening to this podcast are people that really don't like structure as much in terms of like a routine you know like i don't have to work out at 7 a.m yeah i I just i need to work out though you know what i mean like it's like I don't like routine. I don't like the monotony of just like drudging through the same exact daily. Some people really like that. Probably yeah. not the people that are listening to this podcast, you know, but like, I think yeah. that's what's important. Like in the culture that we're building is like, that's the, you want to attract that type of talent, those types of people. Cause those are the people that are going to work really well here, at least in the creative side of what we do, you know? It's yeah. Like, but it's like people that work, like Franco, it's like, yeah. bro, sometimes the dude's like working at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday oh, yeah. and I'm like, that's why those motherfuckers get paid. Like, yeah. I'm like, you put in those hours and that extra effort and like showing leadership and like doing the above and beyond. I'm like, bro, like that, those are the people that win and succeed. But it's like, you know, I think, I think the difference we talked about, like 
where you're making sacrifices, like when you're doing changing your diet. It's like at first it feels like a sacrifice until you integrate it into your life, and then like this isn't a like sacrifice it. anymore. It's just like it's part of it. It's like, yeah, if you love going out all the time, and then like you're working and it's eating into that, like it may feel like you're like man, I'm sacrificing time with my friends. But if like we're working in an environment that we like with people that we like, working towards a job or a goal that we all feel aspired to like work towards, I'm like this doesn't feel like a sacrifice. I'm like, bro, I'm just like, this is my life every single day. And like, I don't, I think people that are going out are missing out on this. But to me, I'm like, it's just the, the mentality of like who I would hire or bring into this space. I'm like, if you don't want to put in this kind of work and effort and like you're saying like, oh, but Saturday I'm missing out on this bar crawl. I'm like, bro, we're not aligned mentally. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. like, you don't deserve to be here, you know, but like, we go out and we fly private and go on these sick trips and all that stuff. I'm like, that's the rewards you get to reap for fucking putting the work in hours here. And it's like, everybody wants that shit, but mm -hmm. they don't want to put in the work in between. They just see the cool stuff. They don't see the three weeks in between that of like, we're in here late as fuck. I mean, we only post like five, six percent of the fucking day, you know, mm -hmm. like there's so much shit we're doing that like nobody sees and I don't expect them to see it. But it's just like, dude, if you want to put in that work, it's like. I bring people on here and we're have some long nights and like I see people aren't cut out for it. I'm like, bro, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it here. Yeah. Because like our my work ethic and the expectation that I have for myself is the same fucking expectation I have for you. And you if you don't cut the mustard, you're out. Like that's it. So I think that's that brings up something that I was thinking about, which is just like the opportunity cost of getting comfortable too early. It's like people like yourself, even though like you're leading the charge, you know, I had my foray at being self-employed i guess you'd call it and trying to build companies and do different stuff but i think it's like like we were talking about a second ago is like people get so specialized too early and then they don't really know how to get back to developing themselves so it's like even now it's like i feel like i'm at a place where i know myself and i know how i get into like good work so well because i've ha i've just gone at it alone for so long prior i have to get up after four hours and like change my environment do something that like makes it feel like a reset. Otherwise, I'm just like diminishing returns. But I've worked so long on stuff alone where I had to do everything where it's like I had to figure that out for myself. It's like I can sprint for like three, four hours. Then I have to like just think, 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 think. Then I do. Then I think. And I just like throttle between those two things. So yeah. it's like if you get too comfortable in like a corporate environment early on, they're too reliant on being told what to do, too reliant on someone being very specific with them and they're too like close-minded with how things can and should possibly go. Yeah. I just think when you're in that environment where you don't have any latitude to like speak or think for yourself, that's like you're doing. It's like you might finish a task and you're like, well, if my boss isn't telling me to do anything, like I'm just going to fucking twiddle my thumbs. And I'm, I'm opposite. I'm like, I want to hire people that are self-aware and self-propelling to go do stuff. And they're like, I'm done with the tasks that I've been given or told to do. And now I have free time. It's like, what can I do to then like get ahead? It's like introduce this, work on this, go do that, whatever it is. And it's like, it's like I like that. Like somebody that can think for themselves and go out there and be like, damn, I didn't even think about you doing that, but like you did that and like brought it to the table. I'm like, that's sick. Like I I like that people are like have the free will to be like, hey, I know we're not doing this right now, but like, what do you think about if we started introducing this for this situation? I kind of mapped out, it would cost X amount. And I'm like, I never thought of that, but I'm like, I like that. You like kind of like entrepreneurial spirit to like go out there and like bring something new to the table. I'm like, that's cool. And I'm like, 
and my brain doesn't think that far, but I'm like, that's why you hire somebody that's good in a specific role. Because like, if you're doing all the roles, you can only do so much. You hire somebody that's an expert and dialed in on that specific role, they take that role and they maximize it. So like, where you would have hit your 100% capacity in that role, it's like, bro, like that's like their 10%, you know? Mm -hmm. And they have so much more to bring and give that can actually bring you that the highest return possible for that hire and what you're paying them and what the expectations are. I think it's tough too because, I mean, who doesn't want a self-starter? But I think people don't always know what that means. Like if they, but if they self awareness is a big thing. It's like people, people might like think they're self starter, but they're not, you know, yeah. like I, mm -hmm. there's so many people that, you know, I'm friends with that in banter or conversation, like you can just tell that their perception of their work is like totally fucked. It's like, it's completely meaningless to them. Like they, they are literally there thinking like, how can I squeeze the most juice with the least amount of effort put in? They're not thinking like, how can I contribute the most so that I can have the greatest opportunity for myself? There's also a lot of people that so badly want to be the self-starter and like, like, you know, talk about it all day, but like no execution. And it's like, it's also knowing yourself like, Hey man, like you can make a ton of money being a number five. If you crush and kill it in that, like you're gonna make more money than you are doing a self-starter. It's like, there's just more to it. Like when you're a solopreneur, it's like, sure, some people can scratch that surface and like get a little bit of traction and make a little bit of money. But if you actually want to go and like build a business, it's just like, dude, there's just so much shit that eats away at you that you have to tackle, like taxes and payroll. And it's just like so much BS all the time that like, it's not, it's really not for everybody. And so like, if you're really trying to build an organization or a business, there's these things that come up where it's like, Bro, there's so there's only so many people that are willing to take that on and then take it on and then build out a team and then teach those people how to take that on and then like hope that they do well and then like provide for them and like then also it's just like a lot. And I'm like, I don't think again, like people just romanticize the idea of like, oh, I own my own business. And like I started for that reason because I wanted to be that guy that was like, Man, I own my own business. But there is a there was a certain threshold where it was like all right, either I keep romanticizing and bullshitting about this or I'm actually going to fucking do it. And I had to fucking roll up my sleeves and like get to it. And I, it's taken me this long to get to this point. A lot of people don't want this responsibility. And I say I, that, I think like, a man, lot you people, have a plane. Like, I'll take yeah, that responsibility. I don't I'm think like, people understand. Like, bro, I even, you don't know what it takes to buy a plane. I'll tell you right now, the fucking amount of bullshit and mud and cost that it takes to fucking just acquire the damn thing is enough to turn anybody off from buying a fucking plane. I think anyone can start and maybe operate a business. Now, now, how big you grow that business is is completely determined on like what are you, like what are you made of? Like you're just a little different. Like you like chaos. I don't like the chaos like that. I just like I don't enjoy it. Yeah. But you enjoy it. Like you 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 like thrive in it in a way where like this is the result of that. Right. It's like you have that is the thing. But people don't people think that they like chaos until it's really on them. And then they're just like, oh, fuck. I mean, a lot of these businesses that are chaotic are the ones that aren't sexy that no one else wants to solve that problem. That's yeah. why they're that's why the opportunity is there. I mean, know? again, like I, I'm 13 plus years into this. I'm like, well, and you did a bunch of businesses that you a put ton. a lot of you put just as much effort in as you're putting now into other businesses that never would have the potential to do what you would have doing. They would have they, they had such a small cap. But I had to go through the motions again. It's just like putting in the reps of like doing that, acquiring sk like certain skills along the way that are 
pertinent to me being successful in my current business. So like you have to go through those ups and downs and like some small success and then like it goes away and you can't grow it. Like you have to go through all those motions to like, you know, it's like dating somebody. So your date business is like dating somebody. And then eventually you get married to one, you know, it's like, you know, we're dating and then things are going well. And then like you find out that you, they don't travel well together or your habits in the home or things you don't like. And like, Oh, like I'm in, I'm a foodie and like, they don't like trying new restaurants. And it's like, Oh, we go on group dates and they're like very judgmental. And it's like, these are little things that you pick up that you're like, you know, after you've dated 10, 12 people, you're like, yeah, I know for sure I don't like these things. I know for sure that these are requirements that I need out of somebody. These are the things that I need them to bring to the table for me. And then, like, you finally meet somebody that checks off those boxes. And then you, you know, you have to, cons- you have to like give up some things too. It's like, you know, it's a, it's, it's meeting yeah. in the middle, right? Well, you have and to go you, through all that to kind of see, be to able to recognize the, the right opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you don't have, if you don't swing, take get up to bat and swing, like, you're, you're not even going to be able to recognize the opportunity. And maybe that's like the biggest skill set for people to develop is like being able to recognize opportunity. I mean, even now the reason you accelerate so quickly and it keeps compounding is because you're getting better and better at recognizing an opportunity when it's there, when maybe no one else sees it, you know? And it's like, just like dating people, right? Until you have a context and you've tasted some things you don't like, you know, you don't appreciate something that you've maybe already had around that you've just never really been, you know, fully in on because you, you were exploring all these other things. That's um, why I don't understand when there's people like, yeah, like I don't, I haven't dated anyone and I haven't, I don't hook up with anybody, but like, here's my checklist of what I need out of somebody. I'm like, you're fucked. you don't even know if that <laughs> checklist is accurate. Yeah. Like you haven't even fucking packed your bags. You don't know what you so- don't yeah. know, right? Yeah. Like, you haven't like packed your bags journey. with somebody yet. Like, you need to go through and pack this shit and then go on a trip and then come back and be like, damn, I overpacked, right? Yeah. Like I, I, there's too many things on here that are not really applicable or I thought I wanted these things, but really what I need is like somebody that's like going to hold me and take care of me and comfort me or whatever it is. It's like, there's like so many like surface level things you could check off. And there's like, till you get in with somebody and then like feel real emotion, it's like, then there's the whole emotional side that you need to explore. And like, what yeah. do you need from the emotional standpoint? And that's the same thing with business. Like, what do I need? Like, do you need work-life balance? Are you okay with not? Like, how does that work with your actual relationship? And like, how are you going to treat your relationship with your employees or like friends that you hire? Like, mm-hmm. it's just going through those motions and then finally get to the point where like, this, I know this doesn't work for sure. I know I need this for sure. And here's a middle ground where I, ne- I can pull from a little bit of both sides that, I can deal with that will still work. Right. And so again, it's just putting in those reps. And so like, yeah, I, I hope, you know, there's unicorns out there where somebody thinks of an idea and it blows up in one year and you know, it's, and that's what people use as they're like, man, I'm going to make the next Twitter. And I'm like, there's a lot of shit probably before that, before that exploded, but sure. There's a couple unicorns out there that just pop up. Nobody did a lot of reps and they got it. But like, bro, that's not, that's the one percent of the one percent. Yeah, you got it. Like, there's nothing noble got, about not having some battle. Yeah, battle you gotta scars, put in the fucking I mean? reps. And those guys that do that, they learn a lot of shit the hard way in a very expensive way. You start a business that scales that fast, and you gotta figure all of it out at the first date through the fiftieth date. You have to have that experience in the first go. I'm like, that is a lot to handle. Well, that's why it's like people. That's why like people so are so caught up in raising money. It's like they don't even know. Yeah. 
how to scale. So it's like it's just different when you've bootstrapped and you've been and you've like well, it, think it's, about it's even the same way like for any process really. It's like even even with music or video editing, it's like the reason I've gotten so good at that is because I've I've worn every hat myself. So then when I'm looking for someone to support one aspect of it, I'm, it's like immediately I know if they're a good fit or not. Like when I met David, I'm like, oh, I jive with this guy. I don't have to direct him. He gets the shot I would get. Like that's that's someone I need to keep working with because yeah, you know that's gonna continue becoming better and better quality output. You know, but it's like you have to kind of be willing to do it on your own first and get context before you rush in that. So it's like people that, like you said before, try to solve all these problems with money. It's like it's very fleeting in terms of of being able to constantly solve problems with that. Maybe at first, but then it's like eventually you're gonna hit a wall and it's gonna be really treacherous i think that's why like child stars like you see it it's like they've gone crazy mm. it's like bro they went from being six seven eight years old not even like going through high school like think of all the things you did we did in high school I'm like going out drinking partying trying drugs like dating people like just doing all the shit you do i'm like Imagine having a fucking camera of a news service following you all the time, capturing all that. It's like, well, you can't do shit. Like, you just oh, feel yeah. trapped. And, like, that's the same thing. It's like the unicorn business is like the unicorn celebrity. Like, J- Justin Bieber went through so much shit of just, like, figuring out life all under the scrutiny of the public eye. Yeah. And it's like, think about it. He had to go through, like, the f- one through 50 dates in one go and, like, be, quote, unquote, successful at it because everybody's scrutinizing him. It's like... Bro, he went through a whirlwind of shit, you know, and like drug abuse and alcohol. It's like, it's fucking demanding. And like, if you don't have, if you can't go through the reps of life and then get a good basis point for what you want, it's like, it's very hard to do that. And it's like, again, you see a lot of child celebrities, like they go fucking crazy. Like all well, those people, I, I, like they fucking, yeah. they're on like medication shit. Cause like, it's a lot to handle. And the first swing is the home run and you're under the eye. It's like. That's fucking. Well, it's like you don't. The more that you buy into being a celebrity, the less of yourself you really own. So it's like you imagine. Even adults have problems with it. Imagine being a kid and like you're not really in control. Like it's not like he's not writing his music. He's like he just had this audience and they they propped it on. So it's like you've got people writing your music, then you're performing this music. So it's like imagine the feeling of like people fucking loving you. Like you're one of the biggest faces in the world, but like people don't even actually they like you for a version of you that you aren't. Yeah, you go home. You're, you're like, actually like that. They love you for this manufactured version of you that it took a team of like 100 people to create, right? Yeah. And then when you're on camera, you're expected to be that thing all the time, and you can't leave your house if you're not that. That was like Miley Cyrus. You're, but you're like 15. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? Miley Cyrus, like she was like, I was so not me for so long. She's like, fuck this. You so know? And, everybody rebel, th- yeah. and everybody thought she was nuts. And she's just yeah. like, no, this is actually me. Y'all just never seen this because I've been having to be this like, this propped up version of myself for so long, this bubbly like Disney girl. And she's like, fuck this dude. Like this is no life to be living, you know, and it worked out for her, but I'm like, uh, for a lot of people, they just go psycho. Works out. But it's like, too, it's like even, um, it's like, we don't realize how subconsciously, how subconscious it is that we create that experience. Like I remember there's an interview, I think is Megan Fox that did it, which, you know, I guess in like her later on decisions, Maybe this wasn't even accurate, but it was a good point. She's like, I always play like this bitchy, mean girl, like, you know, kind of like a vixen role in all these movies. She's like, that's not really how I am, you know, but people expect me to be that way because this is every I get casted for all of these roles. So in the eyes of people like they see me and this is exactly what they expect, even though they don't actually know me at all. They just think that they do. You well, know, that's so why actors hate doing and they're like, I get casted as like 
But granted, I like Iron Man. But they get cast as like this real, like Harry Potter, legendary role. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's like the hardest thing is like I'm, an, I'm a true actor, and I want to do like Broadway and these like real, like you know, like deep and like sensual movies. But like I've been casted as Harry Potter. All people can see me as is Harry Potter. Yeah. And he, they all go through this really long journey. You can see like Daniel Craig's going through that. Like he's James Bond. And he's like, I'm an actor too. Like I want to go do these other things. Shia LaBeouf went through that. Like he's yeah. like, dude. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Transformers is great. Big, big numbers or whatever. Like, bro, I'm an, an actor and an artist. Like, I have so many other ideas that are like, isn't me being that. It's so different. And it's like very hard to break away. And then the, I feel like that industry is toxic. They're like, hold up, man. Like, we'll give you 60 million bucks. And it's like the money's driving it. But they're like, bro, like this doesn't, this doesn't scratch the itch for me. It's like making me depressed. And like, I hate my fucking job and my life and like who people think I am. It's like, I have so much more to give than this. You know, it's like, you see people just like tap out. They're like, fuck this. I'm out. I mean, Charlie Buff, another one, like he went through a rough patch of just like, I don't even think it's just like, dude, if you're a normal person, not famous, like you can go through that rough patch and nobody can see it. And just yeah. be like, man, you've like really come out. You know, I haven't seen you in a while, but you see me doing good. It's like, I've been through hell for the last five years. Mm. You know, it's like, because you're famous and you're under that eye, it's like you're going through hell, and then pe- and then you can only appease. Well, no one half, has no one has empathy audience. for it because yeah. the the more you're rich, you're famous. Well, you the have more that you elevate to that level, the more the less less forgiving people are. It's like they they because their perception is that everything's worse for them because they haven't achieved maybe something they're yearning for that they see in a celebrity. Yeah, they just a lot of people have the tendency to you know like have a much higher expectation of this person in terms of like, they should be grateful to when it's like, dude, everyone's, they're all people. They put their pants on the same way. You know, everyone's, everyone's problem is the worst thing in the world to them. Like whether or not you're dealing with uh, some kind of chronic disease or whether you're getting flamed by the media, like that's just just as terrible in in each person's individual life. I think um, it's probably not a lot different than, than an entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? Like in terms of, building businesses and doing all that, it's like, it's so easy to look at the, for a lot of people, especially maybe in like a corporate environment, I feel like they have the mentality because like, well, someone is getting paid and they're rich and like they own this company. Like, you know what I mean? They're just yeah. willing to steal they can shit give me a piece of, shit. They, they can give me a piece of their salary. Like I'm fucking working. They just people won't get that. I'm like, bro, I'm running a business. Like, I, yes, I'm getting paid because I fucking built and created this infrastructure, which allowed you to have this job, yeah. which is giving you benefits. And I'm not not paying you. But if you think that you and I should get paid the same, I'm like, bro, you weren't here for the 15 years that it took me to build this yeah. and go you're through back this. Pay, you're getting back pay for the 15 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, you didn't go through the, like, the pain pay. and torture and, like, crying myself to sleep and fucking, like, just sweating bullets and being fucking broke as fuck and, like, feeling lost. Like, bro, you didn't go through all that stuff. And then all the work I had to do to build an infrastructure that could support hiring people, giving them benefits, having an office, like allowing them to have team events, like healthcare, like you don't have that. And then also being able to grow and build that. It's like, yeah, am I getting paid a hundred times you are? I'm like, yeah, I did a hundred times the motherfucking work. What are you talking about? You just fucking, you just want, you want for more, but you don't want to do the work. And there's a lot of people that do that. And I'm like, bro, I pay people well. And if anybody complains to me about that, like, hey, man, like, I'm not getting paid. And I'm like, bro, let's look at the stats first because I'm paying you more than the average in your position. And the benefits we give you are far outweigh anybody else's. But, like, if you think because I'm allowed to have a jet and cars or whatever, like, we should be doing the same. I'm like, bro, like, what are you talking about? If I left this business, you wouldn't have a fucking job. 
So yeah, I'm reaping fucking rewards, but I'm doing 100x the work that you're doing. Period. So like, I don't understand what people are like, man, why is the CEO fucking JP Moore? Like, bro, you what the fuck? He's been doing this shit for 25 years, running a, the fucking bank, dog. Like, you know how much shit he has to do, the team he has to have, like the responsibility they have of the billions and assets they have to manage that they have to be accountable for? You don't want that fucking stress, dude, because what, you're like pushing pens and papers over here in the corner and like getting paid good money and like you think like, oh, if you leave, like this shit fucking will die. It's like, no, man, like if that guy leaves, this shit will die. If you don't have the leadership and the person in charge, like it will die. I think at the end of the day that there's just people that have different worldviews and that's why it's important just to attract people that have a similar mindset and to not, I, you know, not focus on trying to convince people otherwise, which I think when you just are focused on yourself and you do what you're going to do and you're not worried about, you know, trying to, I guess, draw people in, you know, you naturally just attract the right people. I think the problem is like even for it's like dating. Back well, it's like dating. even for it's like dating, but it's like it's like running a business or being a celebrity. It's like when you're in this role where you suddenly now have a lot more people trying to get into your circle. It, if you don't if you don't have a good basis of self identity and you know you've had something happen very quickly, I think it it makes it way easier to let the wrong people infiltrate that circle. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like think of like. Kids, celebrities have all this money. Now you've got all these people around you. It's like, well, you don't really know. Suddenly now you're, you're not, you feel lonely as fuck because you have all this money. You have all these things, but now you don't even know who's fucking there for you. You know, yeah. it's like, it's just different. So I'm, I've always said this, but I think it's really important, like when you meet people too. It's like, think of how different our relationship might be if I just had met you like last year versus having known you for four years and you knowing me and us having context to where it's like, you know, it, it's just different than if I had just met you and try to do all the same stuff. It's also, there, this, it could know, go the other way. Like I could, have, we could have a bad relationship, you know, yeah. and then circle back and I'd be like, I know what kind of person you were then. Like, pfft, no way I'm bringing you on now. There's people like that too, that have oh, yeah. reached out to me and I'm like, yeah, I just like, like you just think this is like, bro, a, you weren't, yeah. you wouldn't, didn't want to do the work then. And I'm like, my expectations through the roof now, man. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, think about this. We literally, we could probably pull up a picture of this exact Try like this this setup in the old office. Like yeah. only had one had two glass windows like this. It's just about third of the size. And we didn't have we had some decent gear, but we didn't have as nice of a setup. But we But I, the vision I, was there, right? The, so it's, it's like it's, it's funny same, that it's like the now same it's just, vision. Yeah. Like it that's the thing, is like if people people that have known me the longest, like people meet me, like they're like, Man, you're fucking you're rude or you're mean or you're like you're an asshole. I'm like I can tell you one thing. Anybody that's known me the longest, <laughs> I've been like this since day one. Like uh, my execution level on some of my demeanor is higher because I can just execute at a higher level now. But bro, my attitude and the way I perceive things and the way I, you know, let people in and cut people out and like move and drive. I'm like, bro, this shit's been the same since day one. My attitude has not changed. The way I speak has not changed. The way I, who is in my circle and like how I keep those people in and who I keep out, like my the way I view that has not changed. And so like the only people that feel like that way are like the people that, you know, don't fit, don't mesh in that. You know? Well, people try and change when they're when they feel like they're not getting the results that they're expecting or yearning for, maybe. So it's like I've certainly it's, elevated. Like yeah, I'm, it's like elevating, but also but also like when you 
when you own who you are, it's like you don't feel the need to change. Like, you know, there's certain people that have told me to change at certain points. I'm like, like, I just don't want to hang out with you. Like, wow, I'm all about changing things or being more cognizant, you know, and getting feedback and like applying that and, and especially towards people that I, I love and trust. But it's like there's some people that want to have influence that just like tell you how to do something or try to act like they have it figured out. And it's like a lot of times these people are projecting that because they're really insecure about what the fuck they're actually trying to do. Yeah. You know, so it's like when you just own what you're doing, like it's just different. It's like the it's like that's those are people that pray too. Like those are a lot of the people online that pray on other shit. It's like they're projecting something and their ability to convince other people that they're right is the validation they need to have more security in what the fuck they're saying. Cause you know, they're preying on other people that are insecure and then them validating it or, you know, getting underneath that thing that maybe this person doesn't even fucking believe in the first place is the thing that's giving that person security and significance in their way of thinking or, or whatever the fuck it is that they're doing. Well, it's interesting you said, like, like confidence in your brand. Like, I remember when I started the company, Damn Good Brands. I was like, there's a lot of people that are like, I remember we were first doing appliances, reaching out to people, like, and they were paying into that company. And mm-hmm. I was like, I like this, but, like, do other people agree? And some people are like, what is this name? This doesn't sound professional. Like this sounds like not like a company that I would deal with, you know? And like, but I was just like, I like this branding. I like, this is me. Like this name of this company personifies like who I am and what I believe and how I visualize this business. And like, it's much bigger now and I have other brands, but like I could have easily got rid of that. And sometimes I battle with them. Like, should we change the name or not? But I'm like, no, like you were, you said it best. You're like, dude, this is, this, I feel like this is your persona and like how you move and operate. And like, sure, how everybody else, especially older people that I bump into, be like, I don't get that. But I'm like, again, you don't have to get it for me to do it. As long as it makes sense to me and I'm willing to put in the work, like that's all that has to happen. And if I, if I put in the work, get to the point where I'm at now, now I'm like, Bro, we're damn good brands, and I'm dealing with some of the biggest companies in the world. I'm like, bro, they fucking respect us. They're like, cool, cool business name, man. And I'm like, damn, I can't. Y'all are at the table, so it's like, I, you know, like clearly you did something right, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think there's just having that conviction of like, yeah, like being true to yourself, and not trying to like, and not shying away from that. That really can give you like, I don't know, the the most success or feeling of success in the long run. Where I'm like, yeah, I did it my way, you know, and I didn't have to cater to like society's vision and sometimes when you're like moving the needle so much that you're ahead of the curve it's like you're the one that decides what this looks like you're in charge of your brand you're in charge of your look your persona you're in charge of how people perceive this you if you're so far in the market like at leading the charge like you're in charge of what this market will look like so like yeah as you, maybe is your brand name a little different than everybody else's or brash or like how you go about business different or brash or like kind of on the edge to what's been going on for the last 30 years. Sure. But what's the next 30 years going to look like, you know? And so like, for me, it's like, yeah, it's, that's just like how I envision business and like having this office. Like we've had the same vision for a long time. It just took a lot of reps, a lot of going through it to get to this point. But like, you know, it's, I just like, I, the next iteration, there's just like the bigger, badder version of this. Yeah. Well, it's like, even for myself personally, it's like, I wasn't looking for a job. You just happened to post that. And I was like, you know, I've never had like a salaried position in my whole life. It's so, it's a, it was a really foreign idea to me is because we knew each other. And I was like, dude, we aligned on so much back then. I'm like, why am I, it just happened to be the right time. I'm like, why am I going to go and try and like build bootstrap something up again instead of like 
taking all the skills I have and applying it towards. But see, I think more that was shit. the biggest thing that I respected because I knew that you were a self starter. Yeah, and like, I knew the work you've done. But like having that self awareness to say like, I don't want to self start and bootstrap again. I could be a great key position, a number five, a number six, whatever it is, in this and do more and be more than if I just went and tried to start something new again myself. And it's like that ability to like take the ego out of it and be like, yeah, I own my own shit. To just be like, no, like I want to be successful. And like how that looks may not be what I thought it was five years ago, like how I would structure that. But this structure will allow me to maximize and do more than I could do by myself. And I'm yeah. like that self-awareness when you said it to me, I was like, yeah, I mean, like this. Well, it's like a holistic thing, right? And I think that's what a lot of people, even people listen to this podcast or that are just, you know, whatever ages they're at. It's like a lot of times, like, I, you know, I was really headstrong on building a business and building this, like, you know, trying to yearn for massive financial success because I was missing other aspects of, of like things in my life. You know, I had a shitty relationship. I, you know, didn't, wasn't happy on a daily basis because I was dealing with all this shit. So it was like, when I was out of that situation in a good relationship with the right person, I'm like, why? I don't really like have that same drive that I did when I wasn't fulfilled in that lane. So when you're filled, when you have a lot of personal fulfillment, your, your perspective might shift, you know, it's the same yeah. way people's perspective shift when they like have a kid or when they have some big life change and their, mm-hmm. their priorities change for me. I'm like, I started making music. I was like, this is way more fun and fulfilling than me taking the same amount of time and trying to like build another website, another landing page, another sales letter, another, you know, like just shit that I could do and was good at and am good at, but like just isn't, doesn't scratch that itch. I just was like, you know what? I think I skew way more creatively, but I have enough context of building a business and what that takes and what someone needs that I think I can be good in that role. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, like, that was how that came about. Yeah. But I mean, that was kind of the same for Tim. It was like, I was just you, very persistent. You were persistent, but you also like weren't from what you said, like you weren't, you were like, you know what? I'm meant for more than staying at home in my same home state. I'm meant for more than like staying in this, you know, retail environment. You, you, the time was valuable because you were able to develop a lot of skills that otherwise maybe you wouldn't have in the same type of way. But, you know, you had you had to have hit a point at some point where you're just like, shit, I, I could be doing way more than this, you know, or, or applying my talents in a way where it's going to, like, take me further than this kind of box that I'm inside of in these other situations. So I just wasn't personally fulfilled with, like, my job. I was like, yeah. OK, I'm over recruiting. I'm, I, there's something more that I could be doing. I like being on the go. I don't mind working 14 hour days if it's something I'm passionate about. So that's what attracted me to the opportunity. I think also like doing the reps of working at the bar and doing so that event planning, you're like, I like this idea of event planning and coordinating and scheduling and like doing all the details. I don't necessarily like it the most in this scene or this industry, but I like, this is like, I'm starting to see like, I kind of like this area that I am getting small taste of. And like, if I could, triple down on this, like, I think I could be really successful and add a lot of value. Right. And so like, again, it's like, if you didn't go and do what you did to like figure those things out, then it's like, you probably would have, you know, and then like, you know, like ran into me and like, be like, Hey, I could do that role for you really yeah. well. Right. What really got my gears working in it. And what really was like, wow, you're really unhappy in your career 
was when I was presented with the opportunity for my friend to do to, to do it and interviewed for that job. Be like, you're a full-time live-in assistant. Like, you are a part of our family. This is what your job is. It's 24-7. It's whenever we need you. It, but also the reward in that is the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. It's flying private. It's all these trips. It's planning. It's being very creative. It's day-to-day is different. And then you didn't get it. And granted, it was at a much larger scale. But then I was like, okay, there's someone still in this city who needs that. Mm-hmm. And then it was a random day in December. And I was like scrolling on Instagram, called out of my job. I was so miserable. I called out, never do that. And it popped up and I was like, this is it. This is that opportunity didn't work out. But that opportunity and that interview process with that person got me this. Yeah, I think it also like you it honed in like how your approach would be for that type of role because you went through the motions of like almost getting that. You're like, okay, like these are the questions I had to answer for that. And like things I had to know. So like when it came to it, it was like, you already had this like preemptive, like checklist of like, these are things I could be doing for you without me even asking. It's kind of like my mm-hmm. sales approach. When I know my customers like struggles in the business and I've experienced them, I say them in the forefront of the pitch. Yeah, like meet those objections be before. So then they're like, yeah, I do. That is something I need. That is something that's been an issue in the past. Like, damn, you really get me. Like when he did that, I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. These are things I fucking need. Like, you know, it just like it, it lowers the barrier of entry a lot more. Cause it's like, this person sounds like they're an expert. They are well-versed in a lot of the problems that I'm facing that I could have brought up to them that they've already brought up. And I'm like, and they seem like on top of it, like they're on the ball. There's just things that just like, when you go and do that, it's like, well, this person's fucking prepared. Like they are equipped and like, I don't know, there's something to be said about that. It's like, you come in, you're fucking dialed and you have a lot of like, you understand like the, the phrases and the words and the needs of like that certain business or vertical or whatever it is. It's like, bro, you're just like going to empower yourself to be in the best position to, to accept that role. Yeah. Well, it's like the more that you do stuff that you're not, you, you have to try a bunch of stuff to figure out what you like and don't like, like we were saying. It's like, mm-hmm. I think it's funny. I always make this comparison of like, you know, I used, when I was like a kid, I'd play like a, like uh, what are they called? Like real time strategy games, like StarCraft or like uh, Minecraft. No, that was that was later on. StarCraft. You didn't play StarCraft. Star Trek. No, it was like a you had to like build. It was like Age of Empires. You know, like those games where you had to like build an army and like you had to manage like the resources and build your little f- camp or whatever. But it's like in those games, you always have to pick like what kind of character you're gonna be. And yeah. I, and it's like I feel like. I'm like the same role that I would pick in that game. It's like, I feel like if Tim was in that game, he'd be like the healer. You know, he's the one like running around like, oh, here's the, here's like the health potion. Here's like the, you know, the person that goes and like heals the team while everyone's in battle. And then it's like people that are like the carry that are like, you know, they'll go and they just build the XP points and buy the items and just win the game at the end. But it's like a, it's like a team effort. But if two people are trying to be the carry or everyone's trying to be a healer, this or that doesn't, doesn't work, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I look at like our team now and it's like, you know, we have someone that's like loves to like understands how to be a service because like you've done the reps in like the most challenging environment to be a service provider, which is like nightlife, dealing with people that are inebriated and just like fucked up, disrespectful. Yeah. It's like that if you cut your teeth doing that, it's like the same reason I think Kelly's doing good in her assistant roles, because it's like when you're used to being of service in a area where like you get literally no respect no appreciation mm-hmm. it's just a shit show and it's chaotic it's like you get into a situation like 
this or like another opportunity and you're just like, whoa, whoa, this is, I can now amplify this, like these skills I've honed in on to, you know, 50 X. It's like, if I, it's like when I started out and because I've bootstrapped my own creative process, I'm like, I know how, I know like the value of having equipment and things around. It's like, there's no reason not to have output when it's like, you've already tried to work on that with like an iPhone camera or this or that, or it's like, you know, it's, it's like, like running with a weighted vest. You take the weighted vest off. You're like, I can run really fast. Yeah, you exactly. know, it's the same thing. It's exactly. like you removed all those things that are weighing you down. It's like, bro, I can fucking charge down this lane. Yeah. So there's value in having those things weigh you down. I think people are really eager to like escape those things or they're, they're scared to confront them, but it's like a lot of times facing those challenges and facing them head on and, and just like appreciating it from a self development standpoint is what allows you to then thrive later on when the opportunity is right. It's like, I forget what that quote is. It's like luck is preparation and timing. It's like a lot of the success in this business for you has been luck, but it's luck hedged upon you being prepared over the 13 years you did shit. And then the timing being right, where you just happen to, you know, be able to identify the opportunity and then go all in on it. So yeah. And then having, I mean, that's lucky. Having the required skills I picked up along the way where I was like, Oh, now all these skills come to a head that uh, give me basically they turn into like it's like five keys and they turn into one master key and like yeah. that's the one that can unlock that last like door. Thanos over here, yeah. You know, it's like, I'm you. It's, but it's like, but that's the opportunity. It's like if you don't have all that, if you don't have all those skills, like you wouldn't be able to even be able to identify the opportunity in its like seed form. You know what yeah. I mean? I will um, say the we get the the lighting, the cameras, the dedicated cameras in here, the dedicated lighting, the turn of the table, it's getting dialed in. I like it. So remo- I like the lights off. It feels a lot more. It feels a lot better with the. Feels like a production. Off. Yeah. Feels a lot. Feels like I'm filming way. for my TV show. Yeah. Just no camera in front of me though, or glam team, or custom. So should we loop back into where we were starting with this podcast? Me. Oh, with I Tim? just think we should talk about the amount of straight <laughs> men that are so <laughs> straight seeming. <laughs> In society, there there was a podcast like, that Logan Paul and them did with uh, Jeffrey Star. Jeffrey Star. Yeah. Bro, I was I was gonna ask him. I was like, who are like the top gay same And the Jeffrey Star was like, I've fucked and converted so many people in the celebrity Unreal. world. That not even con- it's not even converted. He's like, there's so many dudes that are straight athletes that are like, you look at them, you're like, there's absolutely unequivocally no way that they're gay. He's like, they're the gayest motherfuckers. There's nothing wrong. Let's just put it out there before we get fucking canceled. Tim's gay. We love gay people. <laughs> you know, we're not, nobody's here hating on gays. I think I'm just gay is a superpower if you're going to be like an assistant. If you're going to like, I, I'm imagining like I say it, all the time he won the lottery. I think honestly, if Tim, as was a you wife, Tim I was like, Tim, I was like Tim do you assistant. have any gay? I was, oh, what, what was our idea? What was our idea as like gay assistants of America or something? Well, like, I'll tell you, Tim, I thought, I thought <laughs> for an assistant role, it had to be either a female, high level operating female or a a gay assistant. Like I was like, that's the only people that are that well, in my opinion, that I've met like organized and tactile. And, and take the brashness to, of like, to, and then, you yeah. know, and like, and then he drives well with our group, you know, it's just yeah. like, I enjoy hanging out with Tim. Like we go to dinner, get food, whatever. It's like, he shotgun like, some, yeah, shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. I told him he wouldn't do it. Party travel, whatever. But I'm like, he meshes really well. Right. Like I'm like, I feel like I've known Tim for five years, you know? And so, but back to what we're saying is like, there is a lot of straight men out there, as Jeffrey Starr alluded to, that are closet gay that like are in his he was saying, he was like, dude, if I went through my DMs and showed y'all, he's like, I'm not going to, but 
He's like, you would be surprised. But do you think he's capping on that? Or you think he's I think 100%? in some ways. No, you know, I, he did I, like he did the podcast, but I think in a lot of ways he's not. No, it's a very. Because what was he saying? Tim he was is like talking. He, Tim Tim has dudes in his DMs that I I know, I know them. That I'm like talking I, in a weird way. That's not weird. They're gay. Yeah, let's not say they're gay. It's they're questionable. Like it's, questionable. It's, it's more than questionable. It's like ninety percent. They're like, just unsure, dude. I'm telling like you, people that you saw, Tim's, they're like people that if you saw, you'd be like, no shot in hell, dude. Like, dude's fucking as straight as it gets, and you're like, in I no one's safe is what you're saying. His, you have, I'm telling you, it's just like it is very like eye widening. Like, oh shit. It's also very like hard being gay and having straight friends because you never know what people's motives are. I've I've been uh, burned. Hmm. You know, it's really hard. You come out, okay, you get you're gay. Usually, like to me, I have a thousands of girlfriends. It's very easy for me to like get pussy go, if you want it. In a way, not in a, yes, in a way though, but like I can go I can go to a girl and be like, damn, your ass looks great in those jeans. And they're gonna be like, Thanks, bitch. And I'm or if like Phil did it, they're gonna be like, Don't don't talk to me like that. Or like, damn, your boobs are huge, or like it's very easy Tim, for girls to, g- girls' guards to come down because I don't have a motive to sleep with them. Tim joked the other day. He's like, I'm actually straight. Get <laughs> to see all I mean, these girls. People, but it's more of a, so, it's a more, definitely got to be an energy thing because there's a lot of gay people that have a have the vibe, the gay vibe, right? But there's also some like gay people. I was some of those guys at the gym that I did. I, and it's not that like I care. Or anything. I just had no idea. It's like people that came to the gym. I'd see them. I saw them at this gym all the time. They're super jacked, burly, like, you know, just like don't like dress flamboyantly, don't like kind of have like a walk or anything like anything that would indicate that they are gay. Right. Right. And then I go out with Kelly. We're at dinner and she like knew them and they're sitting together and they're like, you know, getting intimate at the table. And she's like, oh, yeah, these are like my favorite game. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> these guys are gay? Yeah. I thought they were just like gym bros. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the thing is, if there's nothing wrong. With, there's probably a lot of people that you don't think are gay that yeah. are that are openly gay. Yeah. What we're saying is there's, there's dudes that are openly straight that have, like, children and dating females oh, currently yeah, 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 yeah. that are, like, dick-picking him. When a straight dude has to overly convince me as a gay dude how, much, how many women they can sleep with. Like, I do not care. <laughs> Like literally, <laughs> do like, not care. I like, fucked like a subconscious like girls like, last like, weekend. Oh, like, I'm I got fucking gay. It's I like, got mad girls that I can sleep with at any point. I'm like, cool, and I don't care. Yeah. Or what really is like the worst thing, and it's burned to me like maybe four times since moving to Charlotte. Is I have a lot of girlfriends. I have pretty girlfriends who like take care of themselves, like go to the gym. They're not sitting on the couch. Like they're attractive women. Straight dudes come and like flirt with me, mm-hmm. and like. My guard goes down because, like, this, like, straight, and that's my type. So, like, this straight dude's coming up, like, texting me, like, let's get dinner, let's get lunch, let's hang out. And my guard's down. I'm like, damn, they're questionable. They're into me. Oh, and but then, they're just trying to, but like, they're, then they to, try to, and then my, they get with my girlfriends, and then my girlfriends are in love with them. And then I get burned in the situation. I lose a, uh, a, a girlfriend, and this, and then my and then heart is like, with some you, other guy. Yeah, then you're just like, fuck, fuck this guy. It's happened like three times now. Damn. Yeah. yeah that's pretty sinister. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's like the thing is, it's like, dude. It's At least tw- some people are open. I'm like, hey, I want to meet. All- <laughs> yeah, it's, but listen, it's but there's tw- a difference between like, hey, I want to meet your girlfriend, and then be like, hey, let, I'm going to take you to brunch, and then it's just the two of us, and we're getting brunch. Like that's mixed signals yeah, to me. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's sinister. But. 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's 2023, man. If you're gay, it's fine. I just think the problem is there's so many dudes that are not confident with, like, accepting who they are to society that they're like, I can't, quote, unquote, expose myself as this. And it's like, bro, like, what like, like what a like. shitty life. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, also, like, what a shitty life to live. It's like, bro, you're just, like, again, like, the celebrity thing. It's like you're living this persona that's not you, and you go home, and you're like, can't be yourself, you know? I mean, it's like Caitlyn Jenner. It was like, that was such a big shock. But like, I also understand internally, he's probably like, I'm fucking miserable. I'm living this life as somebody that's not me. And it's like, yeah, is that my, like, I'm, that's, you know, that's his prerogative. But it's like, I also just respect from like a mental standpoint. It's like, bro, if you're, if you got to do that to like be comfortable with yourself and like feel good about living your life every single day and like not be like, crying yourself to sleep and living in this other dark place away from society. I'm like, do you, man, as long as you're not harming other people or hurting other people, you know, to, to do that, like, then I don't give a fuck. Cause I'm do like, dude, I'd rather you, you be like, do. live your life and be happy and like be confident in who you are than like living this fucking fake ass wannabe, whatever, because like you want people to think that you're into girls. It's like, that's fucking, that's that no life to live in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, you can always just tell when, a, uh, like, I have a, like, some of my... There are dudes that are texting him, though, <laughs> that he's like, I'm pretty sure this dude's gay. And I'm like, just read me. Just read me. I've, I don't know what he looks like or nothing, right? Just read me the DMs. And I'm like, this dude's this dude's into you. Like, there's no... I'm like, if I was sending that to a girl, I'd be like, it's, I'd be me trying to get her in the sack. Oh, yeah. yeah Period. Yeah. Point blank. There's no dancing around it. You want to fucking get that person naked and fuck them. That's literally like the type of shit he's getting. It's from like the straightest of the straight motherfucking dudes. I'm like, that's wild to me. It's also like I have a, a like one of my best friends. Her boyfriend is like super confident. Like I know he's straight. He's super confident in his sexuality. Where me and him can banter about it, and he'll joke and he'll make some fucking side ass comments, and I'll make it back to him. But we're just so comfortable in that, and I know there's never going to be that boundary cross of be like damn, he's down to try it right now. Because I just know he's super confident in his sexuality and he does does not ever convince me of how many girls he got, how much is he sleeping with. Like, I just know it. I just, I when I know that there's no questionable, it's when people get, def- straight guys get defensive about it. I'll make a joke with one of them, people who in my DMs and be like, I'll be like, damn, like, I know you're waiting for me. I'm waiting for you. Like, I'll marry you right now. And they get like mad about it. They're like, you're taking it too far, bro. I'm like, if you're confident in your sexuality, there's no taking it too far. It's a joke. Yeah, if somebody can't be like, man, you're gay as fuck. Like, I know I know you want to suck this dick. I'd be like, okay, man. Like, you know, like, I don't give a fuck. But if dude's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, I would never fucking right. do that. I'm like, like get the fuck out of here, why dude. Why are you like, being so defensive? Yeah, like, why are you getting angry? If you're straight, you're straight, but don't get defensive at me. So it's nice when you have people around you who are very confident in your sexuality. Like, I don't even have a lot of gay friends. The whole other time. That's yeah, the other thing. Know. Tim was saying the gay the gay dating community here is like the most toxic oh, community really? of all time. Yeah. I guess he said everybody like I guess like when when you try to date if you're straight and dating a girl or vice versa, I feel like it's like you're trying to find like eventually like a really like a partner. And Tim was like saying to me, he's like, in the gay community, it's like a status thing. Like who you're with and how they look and what they have is what you're trying to attain and like the relationship is based on that, not so much based on like love and like connection, right? Yeah. Which is why it's like a there's so, all like it's different, just like a social climb. There's like different groups of like yeah, like gay culture. Yes. 
and like different groups don't like mesh together. Like you have the people who have like the perfect bodies. They work out seven days a week. They have the great corporate job. They have the farmhouse. Like those people all hang out in the same group and like surround themselves with the same type of people. Mm-hmm. But then you have the other, you have a different type of people who have focus on different types of things. And there's like all different like tribes is what the word is. Mm-hmm. And it's a social setting. Like, oh, what, what do you bring to the table for me? People literally like rip you apart just based on like your Instagram and like your image. Not even, yeah. I couldn't even say one word. Like it's happened to me. I talked to this one guy. I opened my mouth for the first time and said hello to him. And he was like, fuck your voice. We're out. You're too feminine for me. And I was like, <laughs> God damn. Damn, like that's how cutthroat it is. Like, I feel they like what you're rip saying, you apart and destroy you. 